this one's a little bit more special. It's been something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. And I'm just so grateful that she said yes. So mm -hmm. friend, tell us your name and just a little bit about yourself. Well, first, thank you for having me. And I'm very excited to speak about this as well and have this conversation. Um, my name is Violet and I am a homeschooling mom of two, I'm a military wife. Um, I also work part-time for our church, um, for our preschool ministry, and then um, just other various like secretarial tasks once in a while for the church. And then I also lead the women's ministry. So awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah, wear a lot of hats. <laughs> <laughs> you are busy. Yes. <laughs> you are busy. Busy mm. mama. And let me just say, she also has two boys, okay? Mm -hmm. And a teenager. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, it's busy and it's sanctification. <laughs> For sure. Um, and just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, Violet and I went to high school together, but we never really knew each other. I I met Violet through her husband because her her husband and I were in second grade together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know what? And it was so great. We got to hang out this summer and very, very briefly. Yes. But I loved, I loved just the few moments we got to spend together because mm -hmm. I feel like you we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. And if I may share, you recently entered your 40s. Well, we yes. we entered yes. our 40s. <laughs> and hey, hey. Um, I did love that we shared different, uh, similar perspectives on how we want to approach aging, how we want to embrace it. And you were such an mm -hmm. encouragement to me because mm -hmm. I felt less alone. And I just want to be able to talk a little bit about that because I know there are many more mm -hmm. women who don't want to give into the pressure of this world, right. the way aging is being approached. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit of what, what your perspective is in regards to aging specifically with grace? Absolutely. Um, first off, I also want to just say lots of grace to those women who maybe have a different perspective or are wrestling with it. Um, you may look at like, if you were to see me right now, you'd probably think I look like a potato. So just, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I love potatoes. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it kind of started for me around my thirties. Um, I totally did not care about turning 30. I know a lot of women that seems to be like the big one, the first the first hurdle, if you will. And um, it didn't bother me at all. I joked around, but just because I like to tease, but I absolutely did not care about turning 30 or aging. But um, I started getting gray early, more faster than my friends. And I did not like the upkeep of dyeing my hair. I was not allowed to dye my hair when I was in high school. Uh, my parents were Christians and my mom just had a lot of conservative views about makeup and dress and, um, well, my mom and my dad, but, um, all of that. And so I wasn't allowed to dye my hair at all. And so I didn't do it till I was out of the house. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so when I got into my twenties, I started dyeing my hair just for fun. Cause I wanted to have fun with it. Yeah. But then I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a lot of work as my gray hair started growing out. And then into my thirties, it became even more work. And I just thought, no, I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, and so that was kind of the, my first, like, no, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that. 
And so I just thought, well, I'm just going to keep my hair as polished as I can, you know, nice and neat. And I have very, very curly hair for anybody who wouldn't know me. And so um, it's very easy for it to look wild and crazy. (laughs) It just takes a little rain and humidity, a little wind, (laughs) and it's done. Um, So just that sort of kind of was, I think, the beginning of just the outward physical appearance. But then um, as, you know, you've pointed out the culture, Botox, um, all kinds of lasering, all the fillers, all the injections, the this, that, you name it. Like it's all become readily available, not just readily available, but in your face, not just from celebrities anymore, but with the influx of social media, Instagram, Facebook, all the other, you name it. And um, it's easy to get caught up in in that and, and, and comparison. And, um, and so the Lord started doing a work on me in what is my perspective here? What is his perspective here? Like, how do I age gracefully as a woman of God? What does that really look like so that I'm honoring him and and glorifying him in that process rather than looking at everybody else. Because really when we're thinking of those things, we're looking at ourselves. And when we are in Christ, our eyes are to be focused on him. And so those things are very, very earthly, temporary things. And the word of God constantly calls us to be kingdom minded, to be eternally minded, to be looking on the things of Christ. So how do we how do we do that in today's world? This topic can be triggering to someone. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. it can be taken offensively, right? Right. If, if you find yourself participating in some of the things that are popular right now in mm-hmm. regards to aging. Mm-hmm. But I think the grace is here. The grace here, right, is that you mm-hmm. like you mentioned it. What does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. Um and I think it all just comes to where like our heart is. Mm-hmm. So what, so God started doing the transformation in your heart, mm-hmm. but in regards to like beauty, in regards to your confidence, in regards to the wrinkles we may have, like, what have you found that has led you to have like peace over that? So in all of it, all of that confidence, all of that being okay with aging gracefully, with wrinkles, with the things that are going to happen over time, it comes from the word of God. Because any confidence in myself is going to be, it's going to fail me and it's going to leave me um, unsatisfied and and it's going to leave me chasing after things that are not going to fill the hole, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so... It, it always is going to come for me to come back to the word of God because like Proverbs 31 30, I think says charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but the word of the Lord, um, how does it go? I, is to be a woman of the Lord is to be praised. And all of that. That's what it all centers around for me as a woman of God, someone who proclaims to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Scripture also tells us to be imitators of Christ, to look like him. And so if I am pursuing him, he is going to constantly be renewing my mind, transforming my mind, and he is going to be my confidence. He is going to give me the peace to see the beauty in aging, the beauty of gray hair, the beauty of the wrinkles. 
but how do you find the balance of like okay i need to like make sure i don't look raggedy right like you're because your your gray is really beautiful violet like it really is it looks good on you it goes with you but then there's thank like you, jesus <laughs> yeah thank you jesus right and i always like the way i see like getting grays mm-hmm. it's like the crown of wisdom right right life and i think like i think man thank you jesus that i can get to this place where i can age mm-hmm. aging gracefully means so many different things for so many different people right right but more than not i notice um it doesn't like the botox and the fillers and the all those stuff that's popular right now mm-hmm. like everyone's looking the same mm. there's no uniqueness to you anymore mm-hmm. he's got the big old lips right Everybody's got the frozen, frozen plastic. Clothes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, where are you? Where are you? Right. right. How do you find the balance? Because like, I've also seen the way extreme opposite of like women that want to age with grace, but it's just, it's Frumpy. just like, yeah, they <laughs> were like, I care about the way I look, you know? Right. Because they're taking it now to another level where, well, beauty doesn't matter. We still want to look up for our husbands. We right. still be attracted to our husbands and our husbands be attracted to us. So there should be some effort. Yes, I agree. And and to speak to that, I am a person who like by nature, I would stay in my pajamas all day. And like <laughs> I would not I would not do my hair and like unless I go out. But I've also learned for me personally, if I get up, if I shower, if I get ready for the day, like as if I have to go to work, at least, you know, looking presentable. I actually am far more productive and I feel better. So yeah. there is a balance of, of, you know, n- there's not a, one extreme to the other. There's a, there is a happy medium. What that is, is going to look different for each person because we all are, you know, unique and created differently in his image, but with different gifts and talents and perspectives. But I think to um, not taking care of yourself and like going the extreme of all the things it's two sides of the same coin because it's still self-centered. One is like a false humility that's a little mm-hmm. bit harder to see, um, but it's still prideful. And then yeah. the other one is vanity, pride, look at me. And so I think it's um, finding that balance is going to be a daily thing, constantly praying and bringing it before the Lord and walking with him, staying in the word, staying in communion with him, but also being in fellowship with other women who are godly women that you want to emulate. And for me, those women don't use fillers. They don't do those things. And they're like, would they grace the covers of magazines? No, but they carry the character of God with them. Like Mm -hmm. every time I spend time with them, I'm like, oh, I want to go read my word, the word some more. I want to spend time in prayer with him. Like I, my cup is filled yeah. just spending time with him. And so that is what I, I want to draw people to Jesus. And if I'm drawing people to me by my looks, whether I look like a potato or whether I look like I've overdone myself, you know, that either way, I haven't, I haven't honored God in that. What, what scriptures like have anchored you? Cause okay, this aging mm-hmm. is and, and having and experiencing God's grace is lin- is is not linear it's up and down right right depending on our hormones depending on what's going on in life mm-hmm. there could be moments where you do find yourself like there's days i notice and it's and it's usually like in very high hormone days where i will notice like something in my face and i'm like 
no, this is not even like, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we'll be so hyper focused. I'm like, I'm getting I'm gonna be real. Like, I'll be like, Oh, my gosh, like, my wrinkle, you know, a wrinkle. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like, wait, this is not from the Lord, right? So this is not the Lord pointing out a flaw in my face, right? And then you remember, like, that's a that's it's like bondage to try to keep up with that. It certainly is. And not like, only that, be young, yes, it's exhausting. Like when I think about it, I'm like, you start with one thing and you've seen many shows, right? Mm-hmm. Where people try to do things to stay young. It's so exhausting. Like just thinking about it makes me exhausted. Right. It is. And not only that, as believers, we are to honor God in every aspect of our life. How mm-hmm. much of your finances is going to that? Mm-hmm. Because it's not yeah. a one-time purchase. Like the upkeep is more than on a car maintenance. So like yeah. what, how, if, if that's the thing, maybe look at your finances. How much is going to that percentage-wise versus your tithing and your giving above and beyond? Like yeah. what does that look like? Is that those, a lot of, a big eye-opening thing is our finances is like, yeah, for sure. It, it's true because, I mean, it, yeah, being, I, I know being a woman is hard and, mm-hmm. and maintenance is, is expensive, mm-hmm. but like it, it is something to look at for mm-hmm. sure. And if you can afford it, great. If you right. like doing it, great, but where's your heart? Right. It comes down to where is your heart? Yes. Like, I remember just like freaking out at the fact that I was going to be like, you know, this age, but I always try, I used to always like years ago, I used to always like try to be very well done all the time. Like mm-hmm. going to see certain people, my nails had to be done. Yeah. All the time, right. And then yes. now I'm like, now I, it's like, if I feel like having color, right. in my, I will do it, mm-hmm. but it will not make me less or more pretty. Right. Why? Who said that colored nails make a woman more beautiful? Like, I question everything. Yes. You know? And I'm like, well, who said that? Who said that I have to dye my hair blonde? Right. Look- because I've had people tell me that. <laughs> oh, I feel like you look better in blonde. I'm like, Good God, you. can you believe that? <laughs> That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay, so like not my natural hair. Okay. That's right. Oh, like, no, there is no, God doesn't make any mistakes. That's right. That's and right. He gave me brown hair. Oh, that's right. Right? That's so, right. like, it just does not make sense. No. He would give me a color that doesn't look good. No. And, girl, let's, let's be real. To get a blonde, uh, a Mexican to blonde is a lot of work. <laughs> like, we have to go through so many stages of orange, and it's not cute. And it's not healthy I for our so hair. I got tired of it. I got so tired of it. <laughs> It was so fun to be blonde for like a while, but mm-hmm. I got really, I, I noticed the bondage. Yeah. I, I saw it from outside. I was like looking and it was like, God gave me like a bird's eye view. And he was like, no, like this is yeah. mm-hmm. I have so much more better things for you in store than you stressing about aging and right. being perfect and being y- thin and being young and mm-hmm being well like perfectly put together on the outside no let's work on the inside because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know like that there's so much wisdom in the bible and I haven't mm-hmm. gone through all of it to be honest and I know that you know a little you know you know more than me well they I mean also like just different parts like what is going to speak to me in these areas of scripture 
may not be the ones that are going to, yeah, that the Holy Spirit's going to use to convict the other women too. Yeah. But it's, I'm more than happy to share what God has given me. Yeah. And, um, and so just to kind of go back to that eternal mindset, like these bodies are temporal. We are going to see, receive our glorified bodies that are going to be perfect one day in heaven. Like, yeah. so we need to be working on the things that are eternal, that are, when we cast our crowns before our heavenly father, like what is going to bejewel our crowns? And it's not Botox and it's not <laughs> hair dye. It yeah. is the obedience of us to Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. But one of the verse that uh, I think it's, let me see here. James four, um, let's see, four fourteen says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Mm -hmm. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So thinking of that, when you think, you know, we're but a vapor, like all of this is just not even a blip on the timeline of eternity. What if we spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and go get that mommy bod makeover and then you die in a car accident on the way home to your recovery? Like, <laughs> what's the point? Of it could happen. Right. And so it's just kind of that that kind of um, perspective is, you know, the eternal and thinking that helps me as well is like, what what is this? the value of this in the sc yeah. scope of eternity. Um, and then I love this one as, as we are getting to know Christ and, and not just getting to know, but deepening our walk, saying in the word, yearning to know him. Um, second Corinthians three. Um, I'm going to start at 17, actually eight, uh, 16. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And they're speaking of um, a few verses beforehand when, um, Moses spoke to the Lord on the mountain. He used a veil because his face was so bright from being in the presence of the Lord. Like the, the people, when he came down from the mountain, couldn't even stand to look at him because the glory was so bright. Um, and so the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Talk about that bondage, freedom from that bondage. <laughs> and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same thing from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the lord who is the spirit that glory is eternal and that's what i want to reflect i want people to say like i spoke of other women that i spend time with who i, I have i want to do what they're doing i want to emulate them when other women come around me i want them to feel the same thing i want yeah. them to see that's different that's what i want that's yeah. permanent that's eternal and so that really is how I get through the, oh, that's a bad wrinkle today. That's a new wrinkle or, you know, the extra puffy eyes that take a lot longer to go down after a long night of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, this is just temporary. This, these yeah. things, how my obedience to the Lord is eternal. Drawing people to him, that's eternal. And that's beautiful. And I'm reflecting his glory. So. Yeah, I love it. And so, what if someone's struggling with this someone that's listening right now what kind of what what action steps do you think would help them to get to a place where they can find that peace over yeah the first one is really get in the word if you are not seeking god and you're not reading scripture you're not going to be able to overcome those things because 
God speaks to us and he's spoken to us through his word. This is eternal truth. And this is what's going to anchor you. This is what's going to transform your mind from the feeling, the insecurities of trying to keep up with the Joneses of vanity, if you will, to transforming into eternal, to seeing the beauty that he does, to the freedom that he gives from those things. Um, and seeing that that actually is transformative, that transforms your character. That's going to shift your eyes from your physical upward to the Lord. And then I would say also finding a woman that you see that is aging gracefully or has aged gracefully and maybe many years older and spending time with her. Yeah. What does she do? Why is she, how is she living her life in the ins and outs? Cause I can speak these things to you, but I don't know your listeners. And I'm praying that this is an encouragement, but the women who are in the local body of Christ are the ones who are going to disciple them, who are going to be able to mentor them, who are going to see the struggle, the real life and hold their hands and walk through that with them. Yes. I love that. That is so important because finding women, like you said, finding women that speak life to you, that build you, mm -hmm. that are authentic, mm -hmm. are fun, like they're okay with being who God made them to be. And they're on that pursuit to become even more whole. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to who they are through Christ is so important. We all need women like that for sure. For sure. So as we close this, this, talk as we wrap this up what words of encouragement do you have for that one person so get in the word get in community and like what about the days when we're like hating our face or when we're seeing that the kana the the white hair so an interesting verse um because i i did a study on this it's probably been seven years or so ago um, and I was just comparing where does our perspective come from and what does Jesus want us to look like? And this verse like was like a tuning fork for me. So we want to look like Jesus, right? We want to emulate him and we want to have the fragrance of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so um, in doing that, Isaiah 53, um, 2 stuck out to me a lot. And it says, for he grew up, this is the prophetic um uh, chapter of Isaiah of what Jesus, the Messiah would be like. And it says, for he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire mm -hmm. him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. And so to me, that it was pretty, pretty eye-opening in that Jesus, people were drawn to him because they needed healing. They needed miracles. He loved them. He wanted them to come to redemption and to saving grace, but he was not handsome mm. and people were not attracted to him because of that, because I think, I believe because he knew that that would be the wrong thing that would attract him. And so if, if my savior, the person, the man that I, the man, God, who I'm supposed to emulate was rejected and was not very, you know, eye catching, if you will, why do I feel like I have the right to walk around? It was just a, it's not the, not just the right, but it was just humbling for me. And so for somebody who's struggling with those things, just know that, 
Jesus knows the loneliness. He knows exactly what it is to be rejected because I think a lot of it too, for this looks thing, wanting to the eternal youth look, it's because we want to be attractive to people. It matters to us what other people think, what we look like. And, and Jesus didn't have that. And so he understands what it is to be rejected because of looks. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, but he also knows what is to be rejected on all counts in your deepest, darkest loneliness, in your deepest, darkest thoughts. He has been there. He knows. And he came so that we wouldn't be alone, so that we would have comfort, so that the God of the universe could say he knows what it is to have felt that. And so no matter what you think or what you feel or where you're at in this, God understands that. And he's drawn, he's calling, he's begging you to come to him. And he wants to restore you. He wants to give you freedom in that. He, because the truth is, without all those things, I feel beautiful because I know that God loves me. And that sounds so cliche and quaint and like almost like a pat answer. But the truth is, it's a cliche for a reason because people who know Jesus and walk with him daily know that Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it doesn't even matter what you yourself thinks it matters what your heavenly father thinks and he thinks you are lovely and the things that make you lovely are your love and obedience to him Mm. so i would just say instead of saying you know or god i'm struggling with this ask him what is it that's going to make me lovely in your eyes what does that look like in my life practically what in my life needs to change to reflect that and be receptive and willing to hand those things over to him. That really is amazing advice. And I hope that if you are listening, that you do take it to prayer and you ask the Lord, what does this look like for me, Lord? What is your posture? Where is your heart at in regards to aging with grace? Thank you for listening and come back next time for another episode here at the Holy Life Podcast. Take care.